Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 83. We must redefine wealth by rewriting the rules of it. I want to have a very deep discussion about wealth, and I might do several episodes around this topic. And because we we are living in very unique uh, transitioning times, and I don't believe that wealth is defined the way it used to be. And even then, I don't really think that that was defined accordingly or appropriately if we're using the external only to define that. I want this podcast episode to prompt you into thinking what is wealth, actual wealth to you, and have you define what it really is for you. I want to tell you what prompted this. Um, there's actually a few things I was, and I'll reference one of the online creators that I've referenced before. Uh, when he was talking about uh, wealth and rich and the differences there and really ushering this new uh, ideology around wealth, which I'd like to also talk about as well. And I was reading an excerpt from uh, author Evelyn Levinson, and she said, we're seeing a big shift in success. The old school measures of success were based on numbers, material wealth and prestige, such as size of bank account, amount of salary, value of house, advanced degrees, schools attended, club memberships and position at work. All of these involved what people do and what they have. And most of these things don't actually make people happy. Now, she's not saying, and I want to make this very clear, that, um, you know, these things are bad. These things are abundant and beautiful. But she's saying that if you are measuring yourself or we as a society are measuring ourselves against an external set of possessions... We might be missing the whole point, and I agree. Because no amount of things acquired will give you the feelings ultimately people are looking for that come with the things. I believe that the things can be a byproduct of you living within your authentic self and moving with purpose and yes that can take time as you go through a process of discovery which i think your whole life is a canvas it should be a process of discovery and i like how she says here these measures have been gradually losing meaning as more people focus on how they feel who they are being and how their actions impact others right and it's not some frou-frou this is not frou-frou conversation this is a this is what you're watching is the fallout of burnout and overwhelm and overstimulation and and enough uh, inputs coming in of people being like, you know, I was told I wanted all these things. I'm starting to get these things or starting to acquire some of these things or I'm starting to work for these things 24-7, hustle culture, all this stuff. Something doesn't seem right. Yeah, something isn't right. And so she talks about this growing fascination with artisans and craftspeople and niche markets, millennials and newer generations are opting out of so-called rat race and making choices that do not fit our paradigms. Uh, I'm not talking generally, generationally, I'm not talking about, um, you know, uh, I actually think it's all generations, to be perfectly honest with you, um, where 
but I'm not I'm not talking about the people that are kind of not doing anything right now. <laughs> I'm just for me, I'm talking about there's a lot of folks in different generations challenging what we've been previously sold as what defines a successful and wealthy life and we're redefining it and so when she says you know people leaving the so-called rat race and making choices that do not fit our old paradigms i agree everything i do is completely off the path of the traditional paradigm i've never been happier <laughs> i have my days by the way and my close circle will tell you that you know i'm not always on but I'm always in purpose. I'm always in my uh, my growth and in my path and responsible for that. I like the choices I'm making, which I think is also part of what helps me define wealth. The freedom to make the type of choices and be responsible for them and define and design my life. And I like that she you know, says, can we redefine these measures of success and transform the world's ideas of what is worth doing, having, and being? We are perfectly positioned to guide humanity toward a new set of values as metrics for assessing happiness and a new version of wealth. These new metrics also can and should be compatible with our own design for success. On my other podcast, at the beginning, the intro, I always, I always mention to the audience that I cannot define success for you. Nobody really should. I realize that a society has kind of done so and we've got a lot of inputs that kind of have said, here's what success should look like. I cannot tell you that. I can't, that's not my role. Your job is to figure out what success and, uh, and uh, wealth and living in your path and purpose should look like for you in alignment with your soul. You're the canvas. I can't tell you how to paint. It's not my role. I can hopefully spark the uh, ideas of you maybe having these types of questions in relationship with yourself, but I cannot define success for you. Nobody really should because every soul walking this planet has a different role and purpose. And I get that traditionally success and wealth have been defined to bring some sort of clarifying metric to reach but we're witnessing more and more people look inward to say i I have to redefine this for myself i don't want to just simply follow a path be burnt out and not feel some sort of alignment because even after they're getting everything they're kind of like something feels missing you hear this from countless people all the time. And that's also because if you mostly ask people about the things that they want and they talk about, you know, in relation to wealth, if they're using metrics and, and possessions and things like that, um, it's and we've spoken about this before, is that they're looking for a feeling. Everybody, we're all looking, listen, we're all looking to feel happy and peaceful and joy and freedom and um, the ability to do what we want when we want. Uh, all of these different things, right? These are feelings and feelings are free and they don't wait for us to achieve certain things to do it. They, they, they are meant for us to be in operation of them now and reversing the whole, in my opinion, reversing the whole paradigm. So let's, let's define, I've got some questions here. I want to define wealth. Um, excuse me. I want us to redefine wealth. 
But I went ahead and I looked on like dictionary.com or something like that. You know, I Googled it and there was an interesting, they had the definition of wealth was an abundance of valuable possessions or money, plentiful supplies of a particular resource, prosperity. Interesting when you think about these words, I'm in agreement with abundance, value, plentiful, resource and prosperity. Now, typically, wealth was defined as, you know, at least in dictionary.com, an abundance of valuable possessions or money. Okay, question. If time is the most valuable currency, think about that. As an asset, it is depleting. It is finite. You never get it back. If that is technically the most valuable currency, why aren't we talking about an abundance of time when we talk about wealth? Why isn't that in the conversation? Question, if ease, freedom, joy, peace, purpose, direction, clarity, and devotion are the ultimate feelings associated with wealth or acquisition of things, yet are free feelings, why aren't we participating in those feelings now? They're free. Question, if material gain is wealth, but we sacrifice time, peace, purpose, joy, and freedom, are we really wealthy or are we caged? Right? Think about that. Question. Have you defined wealth for yourself? What does that actually look like? I was reading, uh, you know, and you guys have heard me mention it before, Justin Welsh, uh, at the Justin Welsh on uh, Twitter. Sooner or later, I'm probably going to have to just do a podcast with him. Um, he did a post recently. Most of the rich people I know aren't wealthy. They are chained to shitty jobs with shittier bosses. Finance, healthcare, executives in tech. Even the CEO of my last company gained 50 pounds because of the stress and obligation. What a nightmare. This isn't wealth. Then he went on to say wealth is spending time. Now, this is how he's defining it for himself. And I love that he did this. Wealth is spending time with my parents and wife, pursuing fun projects with people I love, traveling the world without constraints, quitting tasks that I hate. So I built a, a life first and a business second as a solopreneur. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. And then his third post in that said wealthy people have monetary means and calendars that have very few unwanted obligations. If you're too busy to go for a midday walk, take your partner to lunch, coach your kid's sports team, then it doesn't matter how quote unquote successful your business is, you're not wealthy. I like that Justin is putting this out there and redefining wealth. Now, let me let me also put this to you straight. And I actually agree with his his model uh, online, his business model. It's actually how I've restructured my entire uh, growth online, which is um, being of service to as many people uh, that I can. Um, and you know, you can earn a living from that, especially if you've been in a particular area for as long as I have been, such as like 10, 15, 20 years, <laughs> you know, but I don't want that to stop you. Okay. So let's, let me just say that right there. But what he is fundamentally talking about is because we live in the internet age, which yes, can sometimes be used for the wrong reasons, but when used for the right reasons and used with leverage, you can serve in mass in a multitude of different ways and you can use technology to free up the constraints of time and reach and earning and all of these different things which is what he has done online there's a couple areas that he teaches and he also has a pretty successful newsletter um, that really just reaches you know 
100,000 plus folks. So there's a lot of different ways he's monetized, right? From his overall expertise. But the most important thing for him was that he wanted to talk about, listen, like what does success look like for you? What does wealth really look like? And you see a lot of people in the old paradigm, which he was referencing, right? Where it's, you know, um, and I've talked about this too as well with your titles and uh, your status and your position and your, um, you know, these jobs that maybe you don't necessarily want or don't really feel in alignment, but you were told that that was what was responsible and then they help you have a certain type of salary and that salary helps you have a certain type of lifestyle. But is that what you really want? So, you know, he's saying they're chained to shitty jobs with shittier bosses, you know, versus are you making decisions that are in alignment with what feels right for you? And I get often, and I've had this conversation with several people, I get being scared to take that risk. I totally get it because, you know, how long will it take? Well, for however long you are here to paint the canvas that is your life because it will always be changing, but you will be responsible for it and you will feel better about it. And you will feel less stressed, in my opinion. There's still stress in building or creating something. It was funny, I saw another entrepreneur online, Dan Co, talk about like, are we all really just entrepreneurs? When you really think about it, it's not so much about building a business, it's about building you. That is a lot of management. Think about that. What are you doing with your time? Who are you hanging out with? How are you living? Where are you, where are you living? Uh, you know, what, what are you doing with your finances? What are you doing with your health? How are you managing all those? How are you managing your relationships? All this stuff, it, that's whether you think you're an entrepreneur or not, you are if you are trying to design and build your life. I get that the system said, this is the route you take. These are where the places that you make money. And actually, the, the interesting part is um, being a part of uh, systemic jobs and uh, roles actually have a ceiling. Um, and so the ability to create in any direction that you want doesn't. Now, yes, it can take a little bit longer and there's a lot more details involved, but you know, it is long as you are defining, you are making choices that are in alignment with what feels good for your integrity and is creating more integrity. And with your soul is aligned with your soul. You can redefine wealth. Wealth for you, anybody might be, well, I love what I do. I have, I have time with family. Um, I, you know, provide a service to the world at large. Uh, or I volunteer, um, you know, this is where we live and we have a lot of time to do these things. Uh, I would like more time. And, and so spending time doing these types of things makes me feel wealthy. See, the irony is when you can define what that would look and feel like to you, what wealth would look and feel like to you, and then you are living presently in that behavior, what do you think is the byproduct of that authentic behavior? you'd be surprised at how much wealthier if you're even using metrics come into your life because you are living in your authentic self. That we, we did not come here to struggle. We 
from our decisions create struggle a lot of times. And again, I've said this before. Yes, we all have lived through different circumstances and born in different circumstances and had a different environments. Absolutely. But we do have free will choice. We do. We have free will choice. And you can make any decision that you want. And isn't that a freeing feeling? So I love that, you know, Justin brought this up. And, you know, for me, I can tell you that what made me start to redefine wealth and think about wealth was the passing of my father. And I've mentioned this before, but not, you know, in this particular fashion when it comes to wealth. But it was because um, I thought I started thinking about time, especially as he was transitioning. My journey into quote unquote systems that you've heard me talk about was not to become a robot. It was to free myself from the one I was already behaving like. I was hustling so hard, yet not really feeling the traction in my life that I wanted. And then the very next question was, hey, Maddie, what kind of traction do you want? And that started to change my whole perspective. When we start to ask our question, or ask ourselves, what do you want? What do you really want and why? Right? And I knew, I, I started to define the things that I, I wanted that would make me, you know, that were really feeling based. And I, I, I obviously have no problem working for it. That was clearly the way I was already behaving as a, you know, 24-7 hustle type of a person for many years, like most of my adult life. My own entire adult life, actually, <laughs> when I think about it. Um, and so I knew I had the work ethic and that also goes to show you, you can work hard in any dynamic and yet not feel like it's getting traction until we start to work smarter. But what is working smarter? Unless we actually think about, okay, where do I want to go? Where is that actually really? And then how does that look and how do I design in a way Knowing that if these values and ways of living are so important, which really involved a lot about time, because if you solve for time, you solve for everything else. You're actually solving for your health. You're solving for your money. You're solving for your relationships. You're solving for your family. You're solving for community. You're solving for your gifts. You're solving for everything. You may not have thought about it that way, but like, how do you better use time? Well, I'm not going to these meetings. What are you doing with that time instead? Well, actually, I'm, I'm working out and, um, you know, I'm working on building, you know, some businesses and, uh, you know, constantly becoming a, a, a better, more leading individual and man. Oh, okay, great. Well, um, you know, as I think about my time, what are the tasks that are associated with these different things that I can see from my life? Oh, these are the tasks that are associated. Okay, so I need to do this in this amount of time. How do I build systems that are also maybe working for me? How do I make sure that how I build will help, um, you know, like expand my work in a capacity that um, doesn't burn me out? You know, I wanted to have a better relationship with time. Okay, why and what does that look like? How does that affect my work and what work would I like to be doing? How can I not only be the best at my work, but the only position myself as such and not burn out or be overwhelmed? How do I build leverage? Let's define that word, leverage. Achieving more with less time, effort, and resources is one of the things I saw. I think Justin brought that up. Achieving more with less time, effort, and resources. Now, I know that we've been trained otherwise. What do you mean less effort? Leverage is having different things in place that are working for you, such as systems, 
Systems are in everything. We've had this conversation before. So that way we can actually have more, have greater output and more efficiency, more time to create, more time to be with family. These systems do that for us and lessen the amount of time we're, we're spending on the hustle and the admin intensive things or the things that don't matter for us, right? You, we live in the age of digital leverage. Now I know we have a wide range of people that listen to this, this show, I get it. A lot of people are like, I don't wanna do anything with digital. It's not necessarily what I'm talking about. Again, this is all about you defining success, or excuse me, uh, wealth and success for yourself. Always, 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 always. But we do have a means to produce a different level of wealth whereby we love utilizing our gifts. We love having access to the world at large in which we can serve. And we love receiving from that in a way that doesn't necessarily impinge on our time, but actually maximize it. I'm even creating a, a workshop for this specifically. So stay tuned for that. But if you, and by the way, also, and you guys have heard me mention this, it's in the show notes. I keep getting asked about different things that come up from the from the show. In the show notes, there's that link to the uh, Clarity Workshop, the free reverse engineer, work, money, rest, play, all that stuff, right? Do those templates. It's a free workshop. Do those templates. They, get, they make you very clear about what you're doing with your time and uh, how you're spending it, what activities, and what's the vision. What does wealth and and success look like to you but defined by how you're living your days and what you would like to do with your days but i urge you to ask yourself some of these questions and not be scared about wealth wealth is a beautiful byproduct of you know of living authentically and receiving abundantly resources for what you are doing that already makes sense versus constantly chasing. When you connect with yourself and you are able to receive, it's different than chasing and never really sure why the goalpost is always moving and you're not really sure why you're not feeling maybe any different. So ask yourself, what is wealth to you? And if time is the most valuable currency, then why aren't we talking about an abundance of time when we talk about wealth? And if ease, freedom, joy, peace, purpose, direction, clarity, and devotion are ultimate feelings associated with wealth, and they are free, why aren't we participating in those now? Ask yourself if you are, right? And if material gain is wealth, but you sacrifice time, peace, purpose, joy, and freedom, are you really wealthy or are you caged? And the last question again is, have you defined wealth for yourself and success? What does that actually look like for you? have a beautiful relationship with it. And yes, it can absolutely include an, an infinite amount of money supply. But, you know, make sure that you are associating how you are living your life because that feeling will attract your ultimate wealth. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you as always. Please, as I always say to several thousand of you at this point that have come through uh, listening to the podcast at different times. Uh, please leave a written review on Apple at your very earliest convenience. It means a lot for the expansion of the show. I truly appreciate you for always tuning in. Thank you. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. 
Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.